Support for the Shanecast is provided by a bunch of simple tricks and nonsense. If you wish to support the show, why not help us to control the ninja population? Remember to have your ninja spayed or neutered. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Shane Cast. My name is Shane. I am, of course, your host, and you are the audience, and you keep coming back for more. More this. More me. Oh my god, it's been such, such a rough few months, and uh, it's been, uh, the the work side of things is pretty good, um, I'm working a bit too much, if anything, uh, but ultimately, uh, I've had um, a bit of time to really uh, not do a whole lot of anything, uh, to give you a life update, um, the Serendipity of the Pug, of course, has been sick uh, off and on since probably last November. Uh, she's had one problem after the other. Uh, the vet fixes it. She just goes on to a different problem, which is partially related to the original problem. And it's just been snowballing and snowballing and snowballing into the point where uh, I'm not sleeping that well. Uh, I'm having to wake up in the middle of the night to take care of a dog who requires assistance for whatever reason. Um, a lot of the time it has to do with her bowels. Not incredibly sexy topic to be discussing. But that's not really what I want to talk about. It's really more or less that I am here in... Uh, in uh, It's a Sunday. It's just afternoon. Uh, it's about 1230 Uh and it's just one of those things that uh, I'm having to come to terms with uh, day every day, every, si- blah, 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 every single day, because you know I'm waking up two, three times a night uh, to take care of the dog, and you know that's the responsibility that I accepted. And I think I've talked about this uh, forty episodes back. I don't know. I don't remember. But I guess. Um, the reason I mention it is that I've re- listened to a lot of podcasts lately where I'm hearing a lot of uh, personal podcasters. I'm not talking about, you know, professional ones that talk about a certain thing. Um, talking about people who are sharing their lives online and are nervous. And they, uh, I've heard this a couple of times uh, in probably the last four or five episodes that I've listened to in the past uh, couple of days. Um, people repeating almost the same phrase, essentially wanting to, um, they fear leaving things online because they think that they're going to somehow, uh, bite them in the ass later. And this is something I think that personal podcasters fight all the time. Uh, it's something that we don't, uh, we don't really talk about directly. We think about it in sort of more abstract terms. I mean, sure. You might mention it once in a while, but I'm feeling that, there is a major issue with a lot of personal podcasters who are not able to um, express themselves openly. And there's a lot of things in my life that I don't express openly. There's a lot of things that I don't talk about online, uh, mainly because, A, they're boring, uh, and, two, it's not really anybody's business but my own. Um, you know, there's it's the, the problem is that when you start getting all worried about these sorts of things, you can start getting all uh, concerned 
about things you're saying online, then maybe the things you're saying online are not things that should be out there anyway. Um, but again, I'm not concerned about anything I've said. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I will correct myself later on if I say something five months ago that I kind of listen to again and go, what is wrong with me? But it all comes down to the one word that gets thrown around. And originally, it was a really, really great word to talk about and to uh, express. And that word is authenticity. And it gets thrown around so many times now. I mean, three, four years ago, uh, to tell somebody that being authentic online was something they should be doing was almost an alien process. It was it was a, a thing you would explain and somebody would say, well, why would I want to say that stuff online? And it's really interesting to me because a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of the people that I've, I've mentioned about this kind of thing uh, or about this topic uh, post all kinds of things on Facebook. Um, I was talking to somebody, a client, yesterday on Saturday, because that's how I roll, um, about how... Uh, there was a service a long time ago, and I, I don't recall what it was named. It was something like Hey Thieves or Thief Open, Open Thieves. I don't know. I can't remember. But essentially, it was a place where a, a safety organization, people that wanted to protect identity online, were talking about how easy it was for people to know that you weren't home, that you were somehow, uh, you know, you were on vacation or you were going away for a few days and you'd post that on Facebook and the point they were trying to make was, hey, by the way, if you do that, be aware that somebody out there who might want to rob you will know when you're not there. They'll be freely able to come to your home and wander around and basically act like the wet bandits from Home Alone, uh, the film from 1990 with Macaulay Culkin and uh, Joe Pesci and the guy from Wonder Years, <laughs> whose name escapes me at the moment. But anyway, basically, yeah, they uh, in that film, the uh, family, the McAllisters, they phone their neighbors uh, to ask uh, if they would be able to check on Kevin, the kid they've realized by this point that they've left him at home. And what they end up doing, so they leave this message on their neighbor's message machine while it's being robbed by these villains. And they realize that, oh, my God, the, they're not home. They're actually not there. What we we should totally go and rob them. He's home alone. So anyway, this website was set up and it was actually posting information about people that had denounced that they were leaving. And I believe part of the thing is they had, they actually told the people. Uh, they somehow communicated with them, saying, "Hey, we're posting this information. Here's our whatever." I I don't remember if they were selling anything or if it was just a public service thing. Anyway. Uh, they eventually, they didn't run it very long because they eventually closed it down because they actually felt that the point they were trying to prove was actually giving ammunition to those who might actually be wanting to commit these, you know, supposed crimes. So, um, so yeah, so talking online and, and, having, and having this feeling that there's a target on your back, that there's something that's going to come and get you later on, uh, we can't live like that. Nobody can live like that. We cannot do that because I think that Ultimately, uh, we have to be brave. We have to be strong. We have to be all those sorts of things that yeah, I could insert so many other keywords uh, in here. But the reality is, I just I feel like we are running into um, 
a situation uh, where the internet has become so incredibly negative and has become a place uh, where it's becoming difficult to deal with negativity. It's becoming difficult to deal with people who are, well, they're assholes. Um, like for example, YouTube has struggled with this for years, specifically uh, two things, the, the videos that get uploaded to YouTube, as well as the, uh, te the comments, the text, the comments that are posted on YouTube. And uh, one of the things that they're, they've, they've done in the last two weeks uh, is they've actually launched this thing called the YouTube Heroes Program. And what this means is that it's basically the gamification of people being able to monitor for YouTube uh, what videos might be considered negative or what don't agree with the terms of service of their particular service. So, which is is, is a whole mess of problems in its own right because um, it's like giving uh, guns to the population to start pointing at each other and pulling the trigger. Uh, for whatever reason, because essentially this is YouTube giving up. They've actually said, we can't deal with this. It's too big. The system is too big. We have, there's too much content. There's no way they could hire enough people in order to do that. So to monitor this, to monitor comments, to monitor videos. So they've essentially given it up, the, the, that control up to the community. And I'm assuming that there will be some sort of process later on about whether or not this is, you know, whatever somebody has reported is actually report worthy. But who knows? It's it's really interesting to watch this kind of stuff go on because it was a it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen that eventually any system, not just YouTube, but the internet would get so large and so big that we would, as human beings, not be able to process it. And this is really, it's, it's, I'm not, it's not lost on me that we're also hearing a lot of discussion about AI and about AI bots being added to chat applications in order to be able to uh, create automatic responses and be able to give suggestions on responses, to be able to give you information within a chat that you might want. So it's, it's very interesting that we have got to this point where the internet is a large player on the internet has admitted that they can't deal with the problem because they are just one company and they need help. And we also have these individuals who are coming along saying, Hey, um, uh, we've got these AI things that we could use. And, you know, Google has their own AI. They've got their own things that they can add to these systems. But I think it really boils down to that, there's so much negativity online and there's reams of research about why this is happening. And I am not going to pretend that I know everything about it. Nobody does. The big reason is that we have tons of people out there that are lonely, that are having a rough day, that are doing things that really should be positive. And they are reacting to things that are either online, chances are it I think anyway, most of the time that's not the case, but they're pissed about something and they have to vent and they don't have a way to vent. And uh, Edmonton, I think, was it Edmonton or might have been Calgary just recently, there's a company that's opened up these smash rooms or whatever they're called, where you can go into a room and you can smash things with a hammer or a bat or, 
whatever it is, there's furniture you can destroy, there's uh, uh, plates and cups and bottles, and and it's basically a safe, quote-unquote, safe space where you can go and commit damage or do damage things that, that you don't, well, A, you own. Like, I don't see a lot of people... Uh, you know, uh, smashing up their television set or, or expensive things in their home or trying to throw their oven out the window. Um, I'm, I remember uh, many, many years ago that I had a friend who I see online occasionally. Uh, he seems to be doing well. But when I was growing up, when I was in my late teens and early 20s, hanging out uh, with him, you always knew that he was somebody who suffered from a level of depression where he would punch and he would bash the walls in his basement suite, uh, which luckily was his house, the home he grew up in. So his parents were understanding, I guess. Um, But every time he went to visit, you know, there were large sections of his walls that were smashed out. The drywall had been just caved in, hadn't been repaired. And it was sad like that for years because he knew that at some point he was going to be sad again and he was going to take his rage out on the wall or whatever else. I mean, there's he I think he had a, a stress pillow or something. I've forgotten. It was like the shape of a, a, a like a, a devil's head or something. I, I can't remember. It was something that he basically punched when I guess the wall was too strong for him. But there's all these things that people are not acknowledging that are not, you know, they're, they're again, I'm I'm trying to answer a question that, that to, or give advice about something that is so large, (laughs) like YouTube, not able to deal with their comments and not able to deal with video content that the imperfect, the imperfect solution they've come up with is that they can, the people that are being assholes can also join this group to be assholes (laughs) on a mass scale. I just find it very interesting that there's something missing that we have a piece that's not being talked about or not being discussed. And I think that that is really what is going on, that we really need to acknowledge that there's something that people can do as a group. And uh, recently a friend of mine had a baby, uh, an infant and, and it had a baby, an infant. Yes. Thanks Shane for the advice about what an infant and baby are. Anyway, uh, they had a baby recently and, um, uh, they were talking about uh, how that they were going to insulate their child from negativity and from the world and these kinds of things. They didn't actually use the word insulate. Let me be clear. They didn't use that at all. But I'm just saying they felt concerned that the world was becoming an ugly place. And, you know, it's not. It's not really. It's, it's stuff that's happening that we know about uh, has been happening for a long time. There's conflicts on this planet that have been going on for 40, 50, 60, 100 years. And... You know, sure, there's an issue with population and the environment, of course, but there's just so many things that are not being accounted for and uh, that the play into this stuff. And I'm really, um, I'm really sad that we're not uh, acknowledging it and, and and things like that. Like there's stresses in people's lives that are going unnoticed. And because people have become more insular, they become more that nuclear family thing. Um, they've ceased being that village. Uh, and that was the other thing that, that uh, my friend said about their child, about uh, recognizing that even only a few weeks in after having the child that, you know, there are things that they would need help with that there's only two of them, the husband and wife, and they are 
trying to make it happen. They're trying to make things good. Uh, but there are things that, that come along that it's like, you know, it would have been so great if we lived in a village that was small, that had, you know, several dozen people. And once you had a child, uh, other people sort of walked over and said, hey, I'm going to take the kid for a while. I'm going to, you know, it, it does take a village to do these things. And, and I'm hoping YouTube's example is not what I think most people are scared of, that it's going to give ammunition and rights to individuals who are jerks. Because if YouTube can't monitor their own system, they can't monitor the people that are going to be doing the monitoring of them. So it all comes back to that question of who watches the watchers. And, you know, there's, it's, it's so sad that I, I, that I think this way, but I really wish, I really have a hope that we are going to have some solution at some point that is going to somehow magically make the internet uh, a less negative place. Because there's always going to be negativity, no matter what. There's going to be things like that, but... The stresses in people's lives that go unacknowledged by others, um, or actually uninquisitive, like you don't ask people things anymore. You don't. I I find that I ask people things, and I've been told a few times that they feel that the questions I've asked are inappropriate. Where, but if somebody mentions to you that they're, and I'm going to make something up here. This is completely a fictional situation, but. If a friend of mine, or even if somebody I didn't know, somebody I knew very little, said, I'm being beaten by my, you know, boyfriend, or I'm being beaten by my girlfriend, because that happens too, that if I asked them at some point how they're doing, is how's the situation with, you know, so-and-so, that they wouldn't feel freaked out, that they wouldn't feel as though I'm intruding, uh, because I'm genuinely interested in what's going on in people's lives, and I'm running into more often as this show has talked about many times uh, run into people that just don't care they don't care they're more interested in what they're doing and you know what what are they going to get out of people and i i've kind of withdrawn a bit because of these situations because of these things where i found people uh asking more and more and more and treating others like robots and this is actually something that i have noticed for some time that people are treating others as if they're computers. They're expecting responses very computer-like from other human beings. And I'm finding that that is not right. That is not something that we should do at all, ever. Because we are human beings, and we all have different stresses. We all have different experiences. And my life right now is centralized really around one of my pets. My pet is really sick and does require attention she is an infant in all respects needs me to help her go to the bathroom needs me to help her get fed she can't walk anywhere she can't move anywhere and the fact that people don't understand that even when they see it day in day out they never quite acknowledge that hey i can't call him uh and you know ask to hang out in 20 minutes which kind of sucks but once you know that wouldn't you make a different choice wouldn't you sit there and go hey i'm going to call so-and-so and i'm going to call them and say hey you want to go out tonight tomorrow will that work but no i've i've run into several situations where it's like what are you doing in 20 minutes and i have to say no i'm sorry i can't be there in 20 minutes because you know maybe i'm here by myself uh maybe in 20 minutes it's time for my dog to be taken outside to be carried around like it's ridiculous that I've hit this five, six times now. 
And it's got, it, I'm at the point, and I'm being honest, I'm at the point where I just am more happy hanging out with myself. And that's where I'm at right now, because I have responsibilities and things that I need to take care of. And when you are in a village, people see that. But when you're in this isolationist crap that we've developed, you know, since the industrial age, but really, I guess in the 50s, the 40s, 50s, really the 50s was sort of the solid thing of when the, what the nuclear family was becoming. We can't be nuclear families. It's been happening for, you know, a good 60, 70 years. And it's becoming apparent. It's becoming obvious to me that that is a failure. And I'm seeing some changes. I am seeing some differences. I'm seeing some people that I know online or, you know, I'm seeing people that I've, I've known in my life uh, reaching out. I uh, went to my dad's birthday party a few weeks ago. And we talked a lot about my dad, obviously. Uh, but there were tons of people there that I had grown up with that I think are incredibly amazing people. And they asked questions about how things were going, how my dog was somehow a couple of them knew my dog was ill, probably for my posts on Facebook. But they were asking questions and I asked them how their lives were going. And we were talking for a couple of hours about different things that we'd run into. We were not disconnected like we are online because we pretend that we're connected online. But no, I'm sorry. The Internet is about stalking people's information. That's really what it is to me when it comes to things like Facebook. Yeah, I will share things on Facebook. And there are times where I will have a few uh, bits of communication here and there through that platform but it's not my primary platform and I would say 90% of my encounters or interaction with Facebook and I'm picking on Facebook right now, obviously, um, are just me reading stuff that I could care less about that I would prefer to learn from people directly. I would prefer to become somebody's direct friend to actually talk to them on a regular basis and hang out with them on a regular basis. And that's kind of what I want out of my life. I'm really tired of the transactional way things have become. And it's upsetting to me. But you know what? Here's the thing. I don't care right now because I have an ill dog. I have another dog to take care of. I'm here by myself on a weekend where my spouse is off visiting her family in Saskatchewan. So when she's gone, or when I'm gone, one of us has to do this task and it takes time. And sometimes if someone, here's the thing, if some, if somebody called me right now and said, Hey, what are you doing in 20 minutes? It would be okay. It would be okay. Because in 20 minutes, I know that my dog has already been taken care of. I know that they're sleeping. I know that they're doing their, what dogs do during the day. They sleep when they're not being actively entertained. They're sleeping. But you know, there's a times where I can't do something. And those are the times where people seem to call. So I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. Anyway, this has gone way too long. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for checking me out. Um, stay strong. Be positive. Positive panda hashtag. What do you want to call it? And I will see you guys next time.